So the song you play at the end of the day when it goes from a sweltering 103 degrees with humidity, God knows where it was, to, to a little bit more of a manageable 92 degrees. It is a hot one, but then again, it's late July. This is usually when we get slapped in the face up here in the Northeast. We get about a week and a half of really sweltering, can't do anything with this weather. And... And then we go off into August. Still a little singed. You get a little singed in August. But, um... But yes, welcome to the show. It's, quite frankly, the pre-show. 6.58 p.m. 6.58 p.m. and here for the Friday evening show as we're getting the week wrapped up. A roller coaster week. Surreal in many ways. But revelatory. And um, I have here with me Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. Uh, you know who, what you missed last week? What was that? Timothy Alberino. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you know what? I actually came by. The door was locked, and my phone was dead. So no. I couldn't say, come and... That's not true. Yeah. I swear to God, the door was locked. You would have told me. My, I couldn't. Oh, what? I didn't think uh, I'd do it. Once you, found, once you got your phone, you didn't think of... Telling nah, me. I just I was so up. beat from the day I said, you know what, whatever. Not even casually, it didn't even come up casually. Oh, dude, I've been so fucking tired the last couple weeks. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But then again, you, uh, I know that you, you had a, you had, it's a rough job. Yeah, I got stung by a honeybee the other day, uh, three days, and I'm allergic. What's more, what's more poisonous, a honeybee or a hornet? A honeybee, they have uh, more potent venom. Oh, their okay. venom is like if you got stung by a wasp or whatever it is, like their venom combined isn't as much as the European honeybee. The European honeybee is here? Yeah. How did it get to Europe? How did it get, how did it get here from Europe? Uh, you flew the whole way? I'm maybe on a boat or something. I don't know. They drive boats? Know. They can fly pretty far, but I don't think they can cross the ocean. Bees can bees can cross the ocean. Do you know how tedious that must be? That's like I I, I made this observation a couple of years ago. I was driving, I was I think I was driving to the gym. So it's more than a couple of years ago. This is probably like 2007 or something like that. But I was, it was one of those times where you're driving your car down a side street and all of a sudden you realize you're driving parallel to like a bird. You know, you know how a bird is down, and all of a sudden you're flying. You're he's, you're uh, driving, and it's flying right next to you, and you're keeping pace for a little bit. Yeah. But you're only going make, maybe 12 miles an hour. 
And I'm just like, you know, oh, we, oh, we, we tend to fantasize about, oh, if I can be a bird or, you know, I can, I can fly anywhere. I said, no, you fucking can't. Where are you going to go? Where the hell are you going to go? You can only go up so far. You can only go up so far, and you're going to drive what? You, I, I, I can go to Florida anytime I want. Oh, yeah? At 11 miles an hour? It's going to take a long time. You have a heart attack. Even if you're a little bird, you're going to have a heart attack by the hit, time you hit South Jersey. So it is co- such so stupid. So I wish I was a bird. Just wish that you had the power of flight like Superman. Then you can at least get somewhere quickly. You know, I was watching the... Um, I was watching the Hoover Dam scene again. Not the Hoover Dam scene. The explosion? But the, when, when Clark Kent, when <clears throat> Superman makes the world go in reverse. He reverses it, Turns yeah. time back yeah. to save Lois Lane and, and to reverse the damage to the Hoover Dam and all that stuff. I was watching that again because it really is that... First of all, when he screams, that scream there, that pain, that painful scream, that used to get... When I was, when I was real little... That would like startle me a little bit because I, I, you can tell like even though I wasn't very emotionally intelligent back then and you don't have any, any experience, Christopher Reeve was awesome. I mean, there's nobody did it did it better. Nobody did Superman better, and you can feel the pain, man. Like that is that's agony right there. Hold on, let me see. Superman. Was it uh, Superman turns back time? Yeah, wasn't he related to the original Superman too, the one that like tried to fly out a window? That one of the Superman killed himself. Yeah, he tried to fly out the window. That was that was Jordan. Hold on, His, it was like not Steve Steve Reeves. Steve was Reeves. A bodybuilder. And he, and, hold on, no, 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 no. Hold on. All the Supermans. <clears throat> Superman actor kills himself. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see who it was. What happened to George Reeves? George Reeves. Right, and it's Christopher Reeve. Okay. Okay, the S makes a difference. They could still be related. No. It's like a case of Tim Salmon and Mike Trout. Right. Mike Trout is Tim Salmon's son. No, I thought it was his nephew. No, it's his son, because then eventually Mike Trout, he's going to become Mike Salmon. Trouts don't become Salmon. (laughs) That's That's why they can't be father, son. They have to be like uncle nephew because then there's chances for other DNA to get into the the situation. All right. Well, they're definitely related. Yeah, it was George Reeves who killed himself. <clears throat> Poor guy. Oh, from a gunshot. I thought he tried to fly out a window. No, 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 no. He that that, that. no. Here, look, look. I, I found the. Uh, oh shit! Hold on. That's why I don't like bridges because of the Superman movie. Remember when the school bus was hanging off the fucking bridge? Yeah. That's why I don't like bridges. Uh, also, the the helicopter when the helicopter was hanging off the building, off <sighs> when he yeah when he saves I think he saves Lois Lane in that in that scene. Well, here it comes saving for Lois. It, it, it's always going to be Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder. Yeah. How many other people? died like every time he went to go save her like he had to save her a lot i know she was incompetent she just she ruined she could have killed a lot of a lot more people than she did see yeah, here here he is jacked he was he worked out a lot he for did. this yeah this is not this is not i'm sure maybe a little bit padding i don't know but he worked out a lot for this and he's a big frame guy already yeah. um he, here he is he, he just realized that lois died I 
like, oh shit, I, he's, it's like, well, he's mad. I, that, that came across very easily for me, that he's mad, he's really hurt. It is forbidden for you this is a great movie. One thing I do whole, the whole damn thing, I, I gotta watch Didn't it. Didn't the cloud look like Trump? It probably was Trump. Hold on. Uh, it turns into Trump. There he is. There he, it's, it's him. It's there Trump. <laughs> Just stop it right there before it becomes any more defined. Which makes sense because Baron eventually is going to... Did you see the picture of Man. them? He's fucking huge, bro. Dude, I told you. Man. He's taller than Donald Trump. Uh, they, they, the, um, I forgot who reported on it, but it's, uh, it's been confirmed. He is now 16 and a half feet tall. When he walks around, it's... I don't know. He looks like Slender Man. It's really weird, but Baron keeps growing, and you know what? He's going to have to pick up the family mantle one day and smash it on people. So there's that. All right, let's get to what did I want to say? It's already 7.05. Thank you to Blue Monster Prep. Over the weekend, here's what you do. Go to Blue Monster Prep, and you spend a couple of, um, couple of moments putting together everything you need or putting together all of the questions you have about where you should start prepping your household or your fallback location for uh, hard times, no matter what the hell brings them on. It doesn't always have to be, I don't know, some things can just naturally fall apart. But go to BlueMonsterPrep.com, look through everything, formulate your ideas, go to Pat and Gina and say, I need to speak with you guys on the phone. I really need to get down to work, but I don't know where to start. They'll get you hooked up and use promo code frankly and you get taken care of even more bluemonsterprep.com go check out all of our friends and affiliates on the affiliates page on quite frankly.tv um, a lot of it is great for all seasons all occasions and very useful and necessary so we even have a gold sponsor there now too so go check it out all right let's get into our screen screen capture here ex trump aid did you hear about this? No. Ex-Trump aide calls female January 6th witnesses hoes and thoughts and members of the committee Bolsheviks who hate the American founders and most white people. This guy's pretty cool. Yeah, he's not far off. His name is Garrett Ziegler. Z I know. I know. It's very close. Al would, Al would approve. Not saying anything. <laughs> Garrett Ziegler. Uh, served as an aide to former Trump trade advisor, Peter Navarro. Um, he also spent about 27 minutes... Ran oh, so he went on to... Whatchamacallit? Uh, he spent 27 minutes ranting on Telegram about him having to go in and talk to this ridiculously obsessive committee of ninnies. Telegram has videos? Well, you can go on live broadcast, like, like audio broadcast and stuff like that. Huh. But you can share videos. But he probably was just broadcasting to his base. <clears throat> Ziegler came to have the uh, claim to have invoked a right to silence over 100 times. He also claimed Mike Pence betrayed his oath by not returning democratically counted electoral college votes back to the battleground states. We've talked about that before, but uh, so hoes and thoughts. <laughs> I pretty I, I I agree. We're that's probably Garrett Ziegler. Yes. Well, they definitely are Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks. It's a hard word for me to say. Bolshevik. 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 
Man leaves wife after she gives birth to a fifth pair of twins. Holy sh... Well, you know, what do you expect him to do? Wow. She just wouldn't stop having twins. What do you expect him to do? Now, what is that? Is that, like, more of, like, the father's semen or the mother's just has these eggs that can be... Uh, it depends on it depends on whether they're fraternal twins or identical twins. If it's identical, really? well, well, yeah, because isn't the identical twins? I don't know who's actually responsible. Identical twins is one cell splitting into two. It's a it's a split. Fraternal twins is there are two eggs. Okay. There are two eggs there, so they're they're, they're forming at the same time, but they're not identical twins. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So I don't know who is obviously the two eggs, the fraternal twins, that has to be the mother because she has the ovaries. But as far as what brings on a identical twin combination there, I, I don't know. What, does, is it because the, does the father have twins in his side? Does the mother have twins? What is it more so? We'll probably get that answer in the super chat somewhere. That's why I like this, this wonderful audience. We get to learn something every night. Yeah, so this uh, Ugandan man allegedly packed his bags and left his growing family after his wife recently gave birth to their fifth pair of twins. They got ten kids. Well, at least ten kids. And five sets of twins. While some people would give anything to have one child, let alone two, others have no problem abandoning their offspring. Case in point, a Ugandan man who couldn't cope with the fact that his wife recently gave birth to their fifth set of twins. Nalongo Gloria never underwent IVF treatments to get pregnant, yet she can't stop having twins. So it must be women. It must Women must at least be a, uh, a dominant factor in it. The Ugandan woman recently brought her ninth and tenth child into the, all of them were twins? They have ten children, and all of them yeah, were sets of twins. Five sets of twins. Yeah, but I didn't know if there was like five sets of <coughs> twins mixed in with other singles. You know, there could have been other ones in between. I didn't know that she pr she only puts out twins. That's it's her only mode. <laughs> Damn, a twin maker. All right, well, yeah, well, good good luck to them. Here's the next one. A uh, double dose Californian man. Re reveals that he has COVID and monkeypox at the same time with symptoms leaving him in bed for weeks of misery. I just hope that he told everybody at the bathhouse yeah, and that nobody goes back there for a while. He should have got vaccinated and he should have got all of his boosters. What more? I mean, they, 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 how much more do they have to tell us to get vaccinated before people listen? Oh, speaking of that, take a listen to this. Now, you know of Dr. Peter McCullough. Recently, he was talking about these studies that are coming out of, I think, like some Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries that actually, I don't even know if I can say this, to be honest. I don't think I can say it because I don't want to have to run home and delete this thing right off the bat. Maybe just say the word wrong. That certain products that are not supposed to change things inside of you that define you actually do. Um, oh yeah, like yeah, uh, like stuff in plastics and stuff like that. Yes. And, yeah. And like the, should... the, the stuff in the food, the preservatives in the food. Yes. BPH. Yeah. BPA. Whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, this also came out. Peter McCullough put this out here. Tucker recently cited cites a Yamamoto observation after two 
of them, the immune system is less after two of the, you know what I means. The immune system is less responsive than the pure uninjected with an intact and natural immune response. More evidence that the products are backfiring and why so many regret taking them in the first place. Um, I, yeah, let's listen to it. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Ah, now your first response, if you're a humane person, to a line like that has got to be deep sympathy. Because people were misled, they were forced, they were forced. Medical ethics thrown out the window. People were forced to take medicine they didn't want. And some of them may have been hurt by it. And you don't have to take this man's word for it. Pull up the Lancet study yourself. You won't find anything of the text of the article saying what Kenji Yamamoto said, which is weird. Why would the Lancet want to hide a major finding like that? I don't know. Well, you heard, you heard, the, um, you heard the scarf lady came back, Deborah Burks. Oh, God. You see that? No. Yeah. The scarf lady came back. She's got a book out, and she's admitting. I don't know. It's probably it's probably guilt is guilt is driving her to confess or something like that, or it's just once again, like we say, people who have been a part of one thing or another, they have the option of appealing to the public opinion, the the court of public opinion. Write a book, become a news correspondent on MSNBC, be open and proud of everything you did, even though it's blatantly wrong. Because if people see how confident and comfortable you are talking about it, they will just internalize that there's nothing wrong with what you did. It just happens all the time. Anyway, Scarf Lady, Deborah Burks was lying. It seems she was lying about everything from social distancing, like the the 15 days you have to stay out of work, um, the 10 feet, uh, uh, how many people you can have at your house. The ten-person number, where the ten-person number came from, it just—it was just like a m- minority opinion. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Only Dude, ten, if you have a party or whatever it was, and and that's actually how why she left the scene, because she was outed for hosting large parties with her family and her friends and all that stuff, and people were saying that. But then again, it was just a minority opinion that was being passed it passed around as the, the science du jour, and she's got this new book out. Probably because she, I, maybe she feels guilty, or maybe because it's just protection. And she admits to lying about the infection severity. She was hiding COVID data, inflating death category uh, counts, and admitted in her book that she never, she never thought the fact the vaccines were going to stop the spread. She, she actually admits it. You know, and um, but you know, it, it is that sick bitch going to go to jail for derailing the lives of hundreds of millions of people? No, no. she'll buy another scarf. She'll eat her vegetable lasagna with a smile on her face this fucking weekend. Well, I don't know. If she's, like, coming out and saying that, maybe something, you know. You never know. I, it, like I said, cover your ass. It could be a cover your ass. You know, as long as the alibi, the alibi is out there in the public without being, you know, without being, um, I don't know, asked for it. Like I said, it just seems like, as a matter of fact, everything was on the up and up. We just really care, and we did everything we could, even though if everything you could was nothing 
anybody wanted and was not legal in the league is the, the the least sense all right so there you have it scarf lady and everybody doing their thing let's come back and we're going to talk a little bit about this james webb telescope we've got uh heat this heat r uh, record i want to talk about russell crowe is going to play father gabriel amorth the legendary the legendary exorcist from the vatican like the what their top guy their top guy that died just a few years ago yeah, i recognize the picture of him i have one of his books i haven't read it yet and then i have this shark attack on long island and i had to you matt there's been a lot of attacks in long island there's been like three or four recently i asked matt ladies and, I, and gentlemen uh if he can bring in because he's he's an expert on these things here too uh, I said, Matt, can you please make a top five things to do to survive a shark attack? And he is—he brought it in here tonight, so we have that coming up. There's actually a great whitewash to shore in Long Island uh, the other day. I heard about that. I, I Well, at least I saw the headline. I haven't been to the beach this year, but the last time I did go, uh, they called us all out of the water. Like, I saw them looking off. I, I looked at Hoss. I said, yo, there's a shark in here, dude. I just ran before they even called. Like, I was running on top of the water. Because you, you, you know how I feel about sharks. You saw the shark. I didn't see it, but they they paddled. They rode the boa out there, and they said it was uh, uh, a mako. Oh. Those are the ones that suck your dick. Those are the ones that, yeah, they come, like, they swim really fast, and they blow you, and they're out real quick. They're the fastest shark <laughs> they're, they're, they're like little pranksters they're, they're like the prankster breed yeah, they no. come they nibble your shirik, <laughs> and then they leave all right okay <laughs> we'll be right back don't go anywhere you tune in at your own enjoyment because it is the best show since the beginning of time it has technological advancements and a more sophisticated approach but like every great awakening that has preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is a friend and truth is essential. You are now entering, quite frankly. Now take off your pants. And jacket. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Summer place, more like surface of the sun place. 
You know, Matt, I saw somebody in the chat room when we were playing the the intro here. They said uh, somebody said that the mako a mako shark is actually a makeout shark. It it makes out it it makes out with you. Yeah, well, I ain't trying to make out with a mako. So. Well, I, I mean, if you get attacked by a mako shark, you don't have a chance. What are you going to do, fight it off? It's not going to, you know, you have to give into it. It's the best way to make it go away. Exactly. So, that's that's how I, that's my advice for most things. Just give into it. It's the only way it goes away. Just give up. <laughs> Which I, you know, if I know anything about your advice for surviving situations, I bet you any money, at least four out of five points here. No. Involve giving up. No, no, I made a real list. I want people to be able to survive a shark attack. Let's do this right now, then. No, 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 I'm going to save it off. I'm going to try this they're, out. They're shark attacks are rising because of uh, the global catastrophe. You mean the uh, the warming? The Yeah, the environment. You know what's worse? About the environment, here, here, it keeps getting worse. Things that we didn't know that are even bad about it. It's just so bad. Um, how every day we learn a new reason why we have to give Democrats trillions of dollars right now to bring to all of their friends at Davos. Because they're gonna, yeah. Well, they need it. They need to fix things. Well, this is it. Look, here's a headline from the Hill today: Record heat leads to more air conditioning, creating a depressing loop. You know what the loop is? Matt, pretty much it comes down to is air conditioning, air conditioners contribute to global warming. So it's only really hot in July because we use air conditioners. That's the loop. That the more, the more we cool ourselves, the hotter it is, the more we cool ourselves. And then the more we cool ourselves, the hotter summer gets hotter. See how this works? <clears throat> A record summer heat scorching the U.S. and Europe is illustrating the drastic need for action on climate change. Even as high temperatures are likely to increase the production of energy and greenhouse gases contributing to global warming. So it's just... you can, What gas comes out of air condition? I don't know. I don't water, know. Water, right? No. It just water drips out. It's just more so that it's more consumption of energy. You know, no. the more the more air conditioning units are plugged in, the more energy a house or a building saps from it, and all that energy is uh, is produced by you know any number of resources that produce CO two. They're, they're fucking nuts. You never get to the bottom of this this well. Who cares? I just thought it was funny that we're stuck in a loop right now. That I'm I'm totally nice and comfortable and enjoying the day because I'm in an air conditioned studio, but at the same time it's only getting hotter outside because I have the air conditioner on. I guess that makes sense. So just wanted to put that out there. Uh but here you go. Here's another thing that's happening. The sharks they're they want they, they smell blood. They're horny. They're very horny. Like the like the peacocks down in Florida. Teen surfer bitten by shark on Long Island. Yet another person has reportedly been bitten by a shark. I should have put great white on right now. Bitten by a shark on Long Island. It is at least the sixth bite so far this summer. Yeah. That's a lot. This is serious. The victim, a 16-year-old boy, was surfing in the waters off of the Kismet off of Kismet Beach on Fire Island. Around 5.45 p.m. It was probably a gay shark. On, on Wednesday, 
when he was bitten by a shark. Some, it, it probably, it's probably, it's probably, it's, it's probably a gay shark. The bite was minor, and the victim was able to walk out of the water. He was taken to Good Samaritan Hospital for gay treatment. Uh, some, uh, let's see. Hold on a second. Where the hell else did I? Where did I put that? Um, Suffolk County police went searching for the shark, but murky waters prevented them from finding it. That's the other thing I don't like about the beach. Murky waters. Yeah, that's, and they know, like, when the water is murky, that they'll, that's when they're, like, more inclined to come up to the shore and try and eat a human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a little bit more. Suffolk County Police... Oh, we did that. Murky water. The incident is yet another string of shark encounters in the waters off of Long Island and New York City this summer. Earlier in the day on Wednesday, a dead shark washed ashore on the beach of village of Kokyu. Kokyu. Koho. Whatever. Uh, that's probably the, the great white you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how big it was. I just know that a great white washed ashore. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, who is everybody's hero. We love her has ordered more drone and helicopter monitoring along the waters at Long Island State Park beaches in order to keep swimmers safe. Yeah, okay. She orders it. That's where it starts. She's going to be ordering drone strikes on people. You know what I think it is? I think that that is just all a, um, a ruse. Because if I didn't see anything here about her ordering lethal force to shoot the to snipe the sharks from up in the in the helicopter. So what I think this is, is just a way to make it seem like she's doing something because she's actually the one biting people in the water. I I would I would bet you any money that she would go in in these beaches and bite people with those fucking beaver teeth of hers. You don't Great. see if you don't see the car, you just get bit. You don't know, you just know it's not a a guppy. She takes a chunk out of you. No, yeah, she's horrible. She's a horrible, horrible person. But here is a little something. Ready? Now I got my... I have not read these, by the way. Matt handed them to me folded, and I re they remain folded so that you and I can read these together. Okay, here we go. Number one, this is how you survive a shark attack. This is from Matt, which you need to... By the way, Matt, if somebody called you, if the state of New York said... Matt, listen, we know that you do animal trapping and, and pests, pests and all that other stuff. We need your help with these sharks. Well, how would you go about taking care of the, uh, the man-eating sharks? I would just need them to give me a boat and, you know, some uh, chum the waters. And, you know, I would just pick them off. With a gun. Yeah, but, you know, that's... Just give Maybe me some a bow and arrow. Make it funner. A little bit more fun, yes. Okay, here we go. Number one, this is how you survive a shark attack. Swim in fresh water. There are sharks in the ocean. But, but, bull sharks and blue sharks have been found in fresh water, like far, far up. Aren't there other... Even in the Hudson, bro. There's been bull sharks seen in the Hudson River. Okay, so number one, get into fresh water. And most of the sharks in the world are not going to be there. It's true. Number two, don't swim at all. Never know the joy of swimming. Yeah. You'll never get attacked if you don't swim. Here's number three. Whilst whilst being mauled to death, attempt to stick a hand in the gill of the fish. Poking its eye works too. If it's a male shark, just do some gay shit to it. It won't like it, 
so it will be um, it will flee the gayness but as we just read we just had a, a gay shark off of Fire Island bit a boy well, soon, fifty percent of male sharks will be the gay, the gay sharks. Okay, well here we go. Number four, uh, it is a fish. It can't breathe air. Holy! What? <laughs> it's a fish. It can't breathe air. Hold, hold it above the water. It will die. <laughs> You have to pick the shark up over your head. It's not gonna. It's not gonna thrash around. Nothing. It'll just. It'll just get instantly weaker. <laughs> and what are you gonna stand on? You just kick your feet. It's a fish. It can't breathe in air. Hold it above the water. It will die. Statistically, you have a zero percent chance of being quartered to death. Quartered to death. Yeah, you know, like if, ripped apart. If the majestic fish has perished. Yes, if it's a dead shark, it can't bite you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be saving this. I'm going to be sending this out in the next raffle. Okay, you know the raffles on that we do, uh, Super Chat raffles? We're going to raffle this off right here. Number five. Five and final tip to surviving a shark attack. Do what I would have done when the Riptide drugged me into the Sea of Cortez. Give up. Let yourself drown. I knew it. Okay, so <laughs> it wasn't four out of five, but one out of five was just give up and let it just take you. So there you have it. Oh, you got... So you were giving up in the Sea of Cortez? Well, what I did was I just, like, stuck my arms down into the sand to try it, but I, I would have probably gave up. No one was coming for me in that, bro. There was no lifeguards there. Jeez. No one was going to be able to come and swim. Dude, that was, like, really rough. I shouldn't have done it. So how did you break out of the uh, the the undertow or whatever? I just fucking started, boom, like, putting my hand. Because I was, like, on the bottom. It was dragging me, like, in the fucking sand. And it was eroding underneath. Yeah, and yeah. I was just, like, going like that. And thank God. Yeah. Because I don't even know how to swim, so I would have just sank anyway. Like a stone, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, well, uh, well, thank I, I, I know that you told that story once before, but I didn't hear the, the play-by-play of what happened underneath the water. So, that's, in, that's intense. Uh, here's another little thing I thought was interesting. Here's from Mysterious Universe. They have now, ever since the James Webb Telescope has started sending back all of these magnificent pictures from deep space... Um, they have been compiling over there on Mysterious Universe all of the different conspiracy theories that have popped up around this, uh, this telescope, including that it's a giant space laser. Here, let's read this a little bit. While most stories this week about the James Webb Space Telescope focused on its absolutely beautiful photographs that brought tears to the eyes of astronomers, drew oohs and ahs from the public, and helped NASA get some much-needed good publicity, not, not everyone was happy about them, or at least about the fabulous technological device that captured and delivered them to us. It turns out conspiracy theories spread almost as fast as the photos, with the accusations of them being CGI fakes, we heard those a lot. Actually, I do believe that most of the things that we get from NASA is bullshit. The, um, I- I'm not even a flat earther. And I believe that Mars is out there somewhere. 
I don't know how to get there. But and, and I also just don't. I, there's something about all the Mars photos that comes back that are just completely unbelievable. I have no clue. But um, but yeah, or at least about the fabulous blah 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 evidence of alien takeovers or distractions to hide the Webb Telescope's main purpose—that it's a giant space laser cannon. Space laser cannon. I know. Susan, did you know? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? The James Webb Telescope is actually doubling as a giant laser. The (laughs) tutu. And those who saw the initial unveiling of the photos will recall one of the galaxy clusters being referred to as SMAX 0723. SMAX is the abbreviation for Southern Massive Cluster Survey, a defined area of distant clusters of galaxies that have previously been photographed by the Hubble Telescope, now referred to as Webb's first deep field. It is the focus of the image showing dozens of clearly defined galaxies. Or is it? Many posts on social media say that this is a computer-generated image, with a few pointing out how the SMAX, spelled backwards, is scams. Hmm. Mm. The Daily Beast found found others who think that oh god, them, who think the, the the mysterious universe don't start, please, don't start citing them. I'll I'll start reading less. Found others who think of the planetary nebula, a nursery for baby stars, looks like a giant face and head in space, a case, reminiscent of the scene from Guardians in the Galaxy. So that's what they. Uh, I don't know. I always have theories about things. I wonder what people what people themselves thought. I didn't even see anything from it. Isn't it supposed to, like, look into the past or something? Well, it doesn't look into the... So can we see George Washington? Technically, when you look into just a telescope that you own, you're looking into the past. I want to see George Washington, though. You can't do that. Then I don't want to look at it. I don't think you can do that. (laughs) Not yet. You look into the past because the light, the light that is getting to us from the stars that yeah. has been traveling all these many, mm-hmm. many thousands, like hundreds of years, because <clears throat> it's so yeah, far that's away. What, like, what would happen if, like, the sun just stopped shining? Would we still get rays for, like, that time it takes for it to travel to Earth? Not that fa- not that long, though. Well, if, if we're yeah, all, all going to go by 93 million miles... Uh, and then I don't know how many miles uh, a second it is when you talk about the speed of light, but you just have to divide it by that, and it would probably maybe a minute or two. I don't know, but it's a lot closer than these other beetle geises. Yeah, beetle juice. These beetle juice stars. Maybe there's a scientist in the chat room that can answer that question. You know about who the would, sun powering off? You know who would uh, be able to answer me that is Max Ancaparato. Yeah, well, where's he been? Let me see. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can call him. Unless you know what, he might actually not be human too. Hold on. I think he's a gray alien in suit. In Let's see if he picks up. I haven't called him in a while. He's probably not good. He he's, probably doesn't know the number. He's probably in his UFO. He's ignoring the number. Max? Yo, what's new? Hey. Hey, what's going on, oh, man? Shit. It's Frank. Yeah. yeah, hey, Frank, what's up? Hey, hey, listen, do you have a moment? I'm on air right now, and I have to ask you a science question. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, anything. Okay, well, uh, everybody, this is... This is Max Ancaparato. He's one of the co-hosts of the Alter Podcast, which is uh, which was created by Moonlit Matt. I jump in on them every once in a while, every Thursday. Every time I, I see them live, I'll I'll hop in for two minutes. But now, Max, I need you. First of all, we have to do something bigger together. But secondly, when it comes to light, we talk about looking up into the into the night sky and seeing starlight. And we've always been told that when you see starlight at night, you're actually gazing into the past because it took that light so many years to get here because of the distance, that blah, blah, blah. How, how much t- light would we get from our sun if it were to be mm-hmm. extinguished? How long would it take for us to see the extinguishing? Uh, it's about 93 million miles away, right, the sun, and the speed of light is about 196,000 miles per hour. So um, it's usually, I think, about eight and a half minutes of light travel time Okay. between the Earth and the sun. So, yeah, if it were to suddenly extinguish somehow, um, it, it would take eight and a half minutes for the fusion, are you saying like the fusion stopping? Well, just suddenly? basically for average average people over here on Earth looking up at the sky and mm-hmm. having something bright raining down on them, like if, to have the experience of having the sun on your face go away. Well, okay, so the sun, you know, if you stopped all fusion in the sun for a, it, it wouldn't actually make the sun stop shining because the sun's incredibly hot and that's where all the light is coming from it's just from the uh right but if um, it, we just turned off we just turned off the we flicked the switch yeah okay um yeah so eight and a half minutes uh you know if the sun got swallowed by a black hole or something or some say something eclipsed the sun right in front of it right mm. some alien ship the size of the sun flew in front of it and made a dyson sphere you know we'd be it take eight and a half minutes for us to see the light actually travel to us. Um, were you because of the, your your work as a as a uh, an astronomer? You're an, are you an astrophysicist? I forget what what else your uh, your titles are. Um, so I I mainly do planetary science, but I did get a um, my my undergraduate degree is in astrophysical. Uh, and planetary science. Yeah. Okay, so with that be uh, what the hell is I just going to ask now? Okay, okay, so then have you been able to look at this James, the James Webb uh, telescope stuff? What do you think about it? Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, am actually working with a professor right now who's um, part of the mission, and they're, they're studying galaxies is one of the main things they want to look at. And, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, back when I was at my previous institution without doxing myself, uh, we were looking into um, planetary atmospheres, Um, which was another one of the things that James Webb did in its first five um, pictures that they released. Um, A lot of the science data isn't actually about taking a pretty picture. It's actually about splitting up the the spectral data from the stars, splitting up uh, like the Pink Floyd album cover and getting the lines of light to come out and um, find out what distant stuff is made out of. Mm. So. Mm. That, that's one of the big things that they're looking at. All the useful information is in infrared, which is why it's an infrared telescope. So water absorbs infrared, methane absorbs infrared. That's why it's a greenhouse gas here on Earth, but on planets it's a biomarker gas. So we're looking for alien life potentially around extrasolar planets orbiting around other stars. When they eclipse their stars, 
the light passes through and we can um, get spectral data uh, absorption lines from uh, the atmospheres. That's one of the really exciting things uh, I think that's going to be coming out in the next few uh, data collecting uh, missions or so and then um, studying when the first stars, the actual age of the universe, uh, we're going to be able to see the stars that are redshifted um, at the very edge of the universe because of the expansion of the universe. The light that was originally visible light like our sun has been stretched out into infrared light and so they're going to be looking at that too. <clears throat> um, let me ask you this, have you ever known anybody at NASA who has ever become a flat earther after their time there? Do you know any flat? Uh, do you know any flat earthers at NASA? <laughs> if they do, they might keep it to themselves. They're like, what? They they're just like a, a um, just doing it for the paycheck. I, I would say like like they're just collecting a paycheck. I mean, NASA employees like all sorts of oh you know, security and think of th wait. People. Think about that. Think about that as a premise for at least a side plot of a sitcom. There's a character that's a flat earther that works at NASA. He 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 he's just there to collect the check. He thinks everything is bullshit. That's an amazing character. I, that so is good. my my dad when he was going to college, he legitimately one of his classmates. Uh, there he he was a geologist, and um, one of his classmates was a young Earth creationist. Like the Earth is six thousand years old, but. He would go through all the motions just to say, yeah, uh, you, you know, he passed his class. I mean, I think he was like a great student. But, you know, privately to himself, he's like, ah, that's just a flood, you know, hmm. something like that. Hey. Dinosaurs were the dragons guarding the Garden of Eden. I, I don't really know the full fleshed out young earth theory stuff. But, um, you know, that guy, he just went through the motions. He answered. He gave them the answer they wanted to hear on all the exams. I think that'd be. Uh, I think that'd be a way. That'd be amazing. That would be a lot of. That would be a lot of fun to to do. The, the I, I love those types of characters. They just have to put up because then it's just such a, a grand view, a, such a uh, completely on the other side of the the consensus, and to have to put up with all those people just to get by. I love that concept. It's probably a really, really cool character. Well, Max, I, I want to meet. I want to meet the astronaut who went through all of the NASA training, wrote, did all all of that stuff, just because they can't, they have to convince themselves that the Earth is flat, so that they can fly on a rocket and see with their own eyes that the Earth is flat. I, I would love to do that character. You've sent some things, and I, haven't you? Sent some things into orbit yourself. Um, actually, uh, not orbit. I, I've done, uh, I just last month did a sounding mission, um, sent up a sounding mission to analyze atmospheric, upper atmosphere and um, radiation and, you know, temperature, everything like that. Um, went, went above the International Space Station, came back down. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Well, listen, mm -hmm. Max, I'm so happy that we, we were able to get you for a couple of moments here and, and actually got you when you were free. We got to do something more in the future, man. I hope that you have a great night, though. Yeah, thank you. And call back anytime. And, yeah, send me a text uh, if you want to set up some time to uh, visit back again. I uh, should be pretty free. I, I've been a little bit busy, um, you know, launching a rocket last month, but 
Nice. <laughs> I'll be back around. Hey, like I said, I, I still hope I hope that we can make it work in 2024, that we can all meet in upstate New York and uh, and and observe the eclipse up there together, and have you be like a a celestial tour guide. Oh yeah, my pleasure. I I I've been planning uh, my eclipse thing. I'll be around Rochester, I think. So okay, so then uh, we better yeah. get well, on. Anyway, we'll talk about that out there. Yeah, you got it. Okay, dude. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. Later. Thanks. There you go. That's that's Max and Caparato. He's he's definitely a gray alien. He's gray he? alien. He's just in a disguise. He's and he's suppressing the truth about the the shape of the Earth. So. That was great. I love when he's on. He's a very, very smart guy. And uh, and he's a he's a rabid libertarian. Uh ANCAP. Like like farther right than the the Constitution. But anywho, there we have it. That was just a little bit of something in there. What what do I have one one other thing over here? Um we did the shark attacks, we did this. But yeah, I got I got um, Aurora a little bit. I purchased her a uh, a ceiling projector, like a planetarium experience, whatever, yeah. so I could start teaching her all the fake planets and the fake stars, and she's gonna she's gonna be thrilled. She's gonna be thrilled when she sees that light up the stars. All right, seven forty five. Call in nine one four five nine five six nine five three. We're talking to you here on a Friday evening. On the other half of the show, we've got Babylon B headlines. We've got Babylon B headlines. We've got Vladimir Putin. We've got Vladimir Putin updates that we've got to read through. Because the man that they assured us was dying at any moment has now being told by, uh, is now being said by our CAA chief to be in too healthy. He's entirely too healthy. So um, there's that. I have more to go to if we need it, but we may not. Let's take a call. Mike D, you're on the air. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Frank? How you hey, doing? Uh, I'm, I'm a proud flat earther, and yes, there's a former NASA employee. His name is uh, Computer Geek Jesus Freak. He has a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, he's a former NASA guy, so you know, look him up, maybe have him on sometime. Okay, sounds good. All right. That'd be fun. Thanks, Thank you, Mike. Man, have a good evening. You too. So there was, there was one. Well, I mean, he sounds unhinged. What's his name? Computer Geek Jesus what? Jesus Freak. Computer Geek Jesus Freak. It's blasphemy. It's blasphemy, isn't it? Yes. So he... Well, I mean, if you're... I think I found it. No, that's not it. I have to look at... I'll look look for it later. All right, 914-595-6953. Call on in. It's me and Matt. We're just hanging out. We've got plenty to do in the second half. And and yes, yes, we will. But I don't know what else to say here. I have the Civil War things here that people want to read about. I don't think we're going to have time to do that tonight. We got a call from Connor. What's going on, Connor? Hey, Frank. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, real quick, in regards to the twins thing, so my wife and I had twins in September, and um, congrats. So, thank you, thank you. Um, that two eggs, two complete like oh, it's, it's like having a, a you know, like you and your brother just at the same time. Um, but the the OBGYN told me that she theorized that the new forms of birth control are causing uh, twins to be more frequent, being that. 
females are having irregular periods or no period at all, and then when they get off of their uh, birth control, their body is dropping multiple eggs at a time, wow. and they're seeing an uptick in, in twins. Just wanted to share that as far as twins went. But those, those are, but those, like, but once again, those are fraternal twins. Correct. Multiple, Correct. multiple, multiple eggs and and uh, multiple sperm creating two separate people at the same time in the same place that's fraternal do you have any kind of insight on the identical as, as far as what the i understand and i've had friends who have paid for the the the, the ibf or ibf whatever it is um and that's where you tend to get that more often than not in okay my, from my understanding and naturally it still occurs but that's just one egg, like you said earlier, splitting. And, I mean, their they're DNA, they're genetically identical. I, okay, you know what? I actually think I found something here. Thank you for the call again, Connor. And congratulations to you and the wife. Thank you. All right, be right back. Uh, oh, not, not you and me. Uh, uh, so thank you. Be right back. Here it is. Listen to this. <laughs> it turns out that it's not only genetics that matter. We're talking about twins here. This is from romper.com, and it's citing Stanford University. It turns oh, out, Connecticut. Stan, yeah, Stanford, Connecticut. It turns out that it's not only genetics that matter, but also the type of twins being discussed. In my family, the most recent set of twins was identical, which, according to Stanford University, is a freak occurrence that just happens sometimes when fertilized eggs splits. However, fraternal twins, the type born of two separate fertilized eggs, are genetic, according to Stanford. The likelihood of twins during any particular pregnancy comes from the mother because, as they put it, a father's genes can't make a woman release two eggs. That's what I was saying before. That just has to be about the, mo the mother's, you know, biological mechanics. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to know if, uh, you know, is there any dominant factor in that genetic splitting, you know, that freak occurrence? If you're the woman who is trying to conceive, though, it's not your mom's genetics that matter. Um, you can inherit a trait from your father. Your partner's sperm may have nothing to do with it, but your father's DNA does, according to Science Mag. That's if you're a, a woman. So I, I, that's what we can find right now about identical twins, is that it's just freak occurrence, and there's really no way of making sense of it. 951, you're on the air. Frank, how's it going, man? This is Jordan. Jordan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's emailing you a couple more? maybe like a year ago, about my grandpa being Duke Snyder. I've wanted to give oh, that story. Oh, shit. Yes. Duke Snyder's grandson Duke right Snyder's here? Duke Snyder's grandson, yes. Oh, shit. I, I remember telling I remember telling my um, some family members about that. I said, you know, Duke Snyder's grandson watches the show. And he sent, you sent me a picture, too. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Oh, this is yeah. great. So, yeah, so, so I wanted to tell you my favorite story that I got to experience with him. Um, he used to do a lot of card shows. And uh, so I got to go to one where, you know, he did all the signings and stuff. And um, they would put him up in a hotel and everyone that was there to do signings. So <clears throat> we we're sitting there at the hotel pool around a little, like, Tiki Hut bar. And me, my grandpa, and some of my family members and Pee Wee Reese is there talking with us. So, you know, it's good already. We're talking with Pee Wee. Oh, yeah. Like for the party there. And um, my grandpa sees someone across the bar. He's like, hey, door go talk to that guy right there and ask him what happened in the third inning in game one in 55. I said, oh, okay, I don't care. 
I walked over, I was probably like nine or ten years old. And walk over, I tap the guy, and he looks at me and said, hey, my grandpa wants to know what happened in the um, third inning of game one in 55. He said, oh, you must be, you must be one of Dukes. I said, yep. He said, oh, okay. All right, nice meeting you, you know, this feels was nice. So I walked back over to grandpa, who was that? He said, oh, that's Whitey Ford. Uh-huh. That I had to hit against all my career. And... uh and then the guy next to him was looking at me too, and I come to find out later that was Johnny United standing there, next, or sitting there next to Whitey Ford. Jeez, you're ha- you're hanging out with all these sports legends. That's, That's awesome. It, it means you're not just sport. You, we're not we're not even talking about sports legends with that era too. You're, we're talking about American. This is Americana. These people. This was Americana. It's, so it's not even like right now. I mean, there there are popular sports, you know. Uh, there's there's popular athletes out there right now making billions of dollars, and they have they have millions of fans and all that stuff. But it's the the, the country's completely different. This was so, man, that's incredible. So you're hanging out with your with your Duke Snyder grandfather, awesome, and he's man. sending you to go troll Whitey Ford. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly, because I had no filter. He, he knew I would say anything, so he's all, I'm tell him that. That's incredible. So wait, why was that? Why? Because he killed Whitey Ford. Like he was, he's, uh, he, he owned him. He hit a home run against in him the third inning. In that, uh, okay. In game one, the third inning. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that, 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 that was fifty five, right? You said fifty five. Yep. So that's yeah. the that's the year they finally won. Exactly. Well, they, yeah, I remember you talking about the that documentary, the Ghost of Flatbush. Have you back. Have you ever watched yeah. it? Oh yeah, oh. like ten times. It's an that. amazing doc. You ever see that? Oh movie? yeah, it's great. I yeah. downloaded it. I downloaded it in pieces on YouTube a couple of years ago, and I pasted it all together. I might even just play it this weekend. The Ghosts of Flatbush, uh, HBO put it yeah. together years ago. I might play it on the network. It's it's so good. It's oh, so good. Awesome. Yeah, that's such a cool thing, and <clears throat> yeah, just wow. being able to hang out with those people, like kind of my whole life, like going to Dodger Stadium whenever they celebrate something, being able to I've met and. Talked to Don Newcomb countless times. So how, how old are you now, Jordan? Uh, Thirty-four. Oh, so you're you're three years younger than me, and you had all that time That's crazy. with these with, with these legends. But then Sandy Koufax. Uh, haven't I think I've been around him. I never like shook his hand and met him, um, but I've seen him at some Dodger things. So were you? Were you? Did you play baseball in like uh, high school or anything? Yeah, I played I played high school ball, played a little bit of college ball, it was division three. All right, um, so didn't get too far. You but. had some of that talent passed down and you threw your grandfather's seam in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can see that. Yes, he did. That's good. Yeah. Well what did you want? Jordan, you you have anything Real, else? Go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um one other thing my grandpa told me when um Jackie Robinson was in um, going to UCLA. Uh, he, I think, it was he and Pee Wee heard about him, <clears throat> and they were going to go watch him play a doubleheader. So they were watching him play ball, and in between the first and second game, they see Jackie just take off. They're like, "Where's he going?" And they kind of follow him, and they follow him back to the track at UCLA. Mm. And Jackie goes runs, he does, he does a triple jump, long jump, I forget what jump it is, wins it, hooks it back to the ball field to play game two. That's the but way he was. 
That's the way it was. It was incredible. Oh, when I learned that about him too, that he's running like you just said, you and that's that's one instance that your grandfather actually heard about or went to go see, right? You just said that. Yeah. Yep. It's incredible mm-hmm. to see him leave a ball field to go run to the other side of campus and uh, and 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 win a track meet and then yeah. run back and start game two. I mean, just to do it. And he was play basketball too, Jackie Robinson. Oh yeah. And yep. football. And football. Well, I knew he played football. I didn't know he was a basketball star. Yeah, no, he did it all. He did it all. Well, uh, Jordan, it was wonderful to finally talk to you. I have you still stored in here, so anytime you have anything else you want to share, especially on a chill Friday night, please do so. Sounds good, man. I appreciate the talk. Yes, yeah, so thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing, and send my best to your family. All right, will do. All Thanks, right, Frank. take care. Yeah, see, I that's cool. Man. That was really great. Well, I do work for. Uh, I think he's the nephew of. Uh, He was uh, on the New York Yankees. Uh, what the hell was his name? I can't think of it. Oh, Mike Gallego. No, it was back in the day. Luis Polonia. He had the nickname uh, because he looked like Benito Mussolini. He got his nickname. That, well, that's why his name was, I can't think of what it was. One of those classic Yankees that had Moose? one of the... Moose. Moose Scourin? Scourin? Yeah, Moose Scourin, yeah. He looked like Mussolini? Yeah, that's what that's what he told me. He's like, that's why they started Hold calling on. him Moose. Let me see. Moose Scourin. Does he look... Bill Moose Scourin. Does he look like Mussolini? Uh, uh, I don't... That doesn't look like Mussolini to me. That's what he told me. Because I'm like, you related to Moose Scourin? He's like, wow. He's like, yeah, I'm surprised you knew that name. I'm like, well, I'm a Yankee fan. I wasn't alive, but I don't know who the fuck Moose Scourin is. Yeah. Well, we know. You grow up, you know these names. All right. Well, listen, it's 8 o'clock. Let's take a break. When we come back, we have Babylon B headlines, more of your calls, super chats, all that fun stuff. Uh, don't go anywhere. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. 
So everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Okay. Ruben. 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 Oh, you know what? I think I have. It's always a good time to go through some of your newest ones. Because I have a couple of bigger I'm gays here. I haven't sent any in a while, dude. I'm telling you, I usually do it at work, but it's been so fucking crazy. Well, this is the this is the you punching a steering wheel. And I, I think I almost uploaded this to SoundCloud by accident. Punching a steering wheel? Yeah, listen to this. Let me hold on. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh <laughs> You can hear you. This is the punching. The D in God. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a no, 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 this Oh is, my God! I'm gonna come. That's the that's the goofy one. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm leaving that all behind. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So let's go back to. Let's go back to, what I was just going to do, which was what. Going to the super chats. Everybody's having a good time and. In the chat room, some people said they're going to make that into a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> smart, a smart person would do that. That's what I say. All right, so here let's go to the super chats. Okay, quite frankly, superchat.com. Stostube says, "Enjoy the weekend, Frank and Matt. Stay cool, gents. You too, Stostube. You too." Because if we're feeling it over here in New York, you must be feeling it in Massachusetts. Oh, dude, I was in a bee suit for at least two hours. Today? For two, three days in a row. Gee. No, that, that's, something, that's something else, man. That's something else. Uh, a bee suit. I don't like that. It's fucking hot in there, especially when the bees start... Tens of thousands of bees start swarming around you. Is that how many you were up against today? Well, yeah, I had to remove the, a honey beehive. So what happened is I had a, I, I bought the stuff, dude. I bought a bee house, like I was gonna find the queen and put her in there. I bought a smoker. So the first day I was smoking them, and that shit works. They didn't sting me. And then I went the second day. I had to go with the saw. I had to cut open the uh, the wood, dude. It was falling on top of me. I was covered in honey. 
And I was sweating so much, like when that bee suit, if it gets wet enough, like they get through it. I got stung on the arm. I was able to get some of the honey that day. And uh, what do you do with the honey when you find it? Uh, well, we put it in like a little drainer, and we just drain some of it into a pot. And uh, I'm, you know, I don't know what do else. You, do you to, eat it? Do you eat it right there? I ate some. Yeah, I ate some right fresh out of the hive. It was warm, dude. It was good. You knew. You knew. You should. Well, you should have done. That's, you should have taken a little bit of that honey and put it on your bee sting. Well, the, the reason why I think I didn't have well, one, I had the bee suit on, so it didn't get all the way in me. But I also ate some of their honey. So as an antidote. But, well, beforehand, I think. But what ended up happening is. Uh, the guy said the next day, like he just looked out, they're all swarming, and then they just formed the uh, a ball, and they left. They they absconded. So Oops. they have like a meeting, and they said we have to get out. Yeah. So they felt like danger, and when I came back, like all of the 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 honeycombs that were there, they like cleaned cleaned everything out. I love locally sourced honey. I really do. I really do. I don't eat enough of it, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't killing them. I didn't kill them. I was going to take the queen, put her in the little bee thing, and the bees should follow her. I was going to do that. I was looking for somewhere to put the hive, but they left instead, so they're still alive. Well, how do we get on this? Oh, stay cool. All you're talking about, you're in a bee, hot, bee suit. That's right. Albert Frederick says, isn't it funny that, the all, uh, that they already said that they won't be able to turn that $10 million telescope and look at Earth because it will break? So when do they build one that can to prove all the flat earthers correct? Uh, they can't and won't. A telescope to turn that? at Earth? will break why will it break wait wait but why would you want to turn a telescope on earth well, why would it break how would that how would that prove anything it's one it's just one camera angle i don't know but i get what you're saying a lot of, a lot of bullshit pictures out there mr smythe says this the jacuzzi tub is dry tonight theta is not streaming what do you mean theta not streaming Oh, look at this. Theta failed to connect to server. Why? Oh, now it's now it's working. I'm sorry about that, Theta. My bad. Um, let's see. Kool-Aid Man says, Oh, yeah, so Frank, since I'm walking... I'm a walking pitcher and made of glass, I have some special features. My penis is detachable and functions as a high-powered telescope. The ladies love it and say, I'll show you the rings of Saturn if you show me Uranus. That's the, Do you know the Kool-Aid man watches the show? The actual jug? The actual jug. He started, he started super chatting last week. Huh. I didn't even know he was still alive. Yeah. Had a rough run like Goldberg from... From the Mighty Ducks. You see how bad his life is? Oh, he became a meth addict, right? Yeah. Started Sad every time you see him. For drugs. Silky Johnson says, Frank, I hope that if and, if and when sanity returns, all those responsible for the jabs and, the, and those that coerced and blackmailed people into taking them face tribunals, uh, fair, of course, and then get buried deep under a jail. The damage is done. The damage done is inhuman. 
A magical Trevor says, Matt almost drowned in the sea of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, jeez. He's a sucker for big, juicy booty. Oh, <laughs> what's that guy's name? Alex Stein. His favorite big booty Latina. Uh, Frederick, Albert Frederick says, actually, I think it may be a ruse as well to get the people more accustomed to having facial recognition drones buzzing around them, you know, for their safety. The Dave Empire says, for the grift from the UK. We have people staying up late in the UK. I love it. (coughs) Gino says, much love, Francis and Matt. Have a great show and weekend. Continued prayers for Skip and the whole family, bro. Thank you, Gino. Thank you. Me and Anthony were just there again today. Holding steady. Uh, Thinking proactively. I... This has been a, um, a real, 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 like I told you, really revelatory week week for me. Minnesota Cat says, My 90-year-old grandma, Donna, passed on from this life last night and into heaven where her bright blue, proud Irish eyes and resilient heart will be welcomed by Jesus. She was my first, she was my last grandparent. She was full of tough love, quick tears, and humor. Very, very sorry, Minnesota Cat. Sorry for your loss. Very sorry for your loss. My grandmother in February was the last of my grandparents. So that was, um, I had that, yes. I understand that just watching a generation a door closed completely. Yeah, you're closing a final door to your childhood. You're closing a lot of things. It's all the best to you. Attitude uh, attitude at Altitude says, Love the show. I rarely get to listen live, but I always catch it in the following day on demand. Much love. Thank you, Al- Attitude at Altitude. That is either somebody who likes climbing and hiking mountains or someone who is a pilot. Which is great. Um, Degenerate Dan says, please wish my beautiful wife, Shea, 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 happy birthday. If possible, please do it with your Yoda voice. We le- I, I don't have a Yoda voice. But I really hope that Shea has a wonderful, wonderful birthday. And that you spend this very, very hot, sultry weekend well. Dan continues, says, we love your show, and this will make her day. Thanks, brother. You are the best. Well, she must be a real keeper if she has managed to rope in and tame degenerate Dan. Good girl, Shea. B. Mulaney. Uh-oh, Matt. Hey, Frank. If that cat bastard Matt is in the studio tonight, tell him we are on to him. Take the word cat and drop the C, and then add M at the beginning, and then another T at the end of that, and you know what you get? It was right in front of our faces the whole time. I'm not a cat. Oh, yeah? Well, here's what he said. Uh, actually, I think I can go back to what he, he sent me last week, last uh, Friday. Uh, there's Where's no evidence to prove this absurd accusation. Let's see here. How? The, oh, well, why isn't the other one here? I for oh, damn it! I wish I had what he said said last week. It was true though. It was true. It's probably you. 
it was all you. There's, there's no evidence to back the, these accusations. I get accused of a lot of things by Francis. Um, people know. I, he says I left notes on his car. And oh, actually, you're not accusing me of being a cat. This this fellow is. I'm, yeah. I'm not. Raven Pendragon. Raven Pendragon on Rumble says, "I can't believe you're laughing at Matt's assault. It was probably not a shark, though. Probably just a blowfish." Man, oh man. Okay, so let's get to some... Su I'm going to open up the... What happened to Skype? So the line is open for Skype. 914-595-6953. But for now, before I get to Foxhole, I am going to go over to the Babylon Bee. Let's get some headlines in, shall we? First one up from the Babylon Bee today. I'm going to put Matt over here. Here's a headline. NASCAR driver mugged at gunpoint during pit stop at Chicago Cup Series race. Oh, looks like he's mugging Jeff Gordon. Yeah. That's definitely not Dick Trickle. Here you go. Uh, Kamala Harris, speechwriter, leaves administration to write for Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a disaster. This is that it really has just truly been a fun thing she, watching her. She's on. I'm telling you right now. I don't know what yet, but she's on some kind of hardcore drug. She's doing something. You can just tell. Well, I Maybe loved it. Meth. I, I. You know what it is? It's very hard for people. I'm probably pretty hard for people to remember how you saw how you felt about her because she was always she was obnoxious you couldn't stand her beforehand but when she was just a senator from california and you you forget we have been made forced together with her so much now i have just really loved to see her a complete fall from grace whatever grace she had she had none but it's so exposed and it's so hilarious and i don't care i don't care I'm having a good time. Here you go. January 6th committee announces there will be another bonus hearing after the credits. <laughs> <laughs> that committee chair, that Mr. Thompson, he is such a, a, a Muppet. Weird Muppet character. Strange man. Uh, Biden races off to sniff one. <laughs> 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 Biden races off to sniff one last girl before losing sense of smell from COVID. Where's his right foot? <laughs> it's in the grass. You're right. Where's his right foot? Oh, wow. That's weird. Here's a headline. Homeless person offers... <laughs> homeless person offers to give Steve Bannon some change and a hot meal. Steve Bannon does walk around looking homeless. Didn't he call him Sloppy Steve at one point? Sloppy Steve. Oh, wait. That, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. His name was Sloppy Steve. Here you go. White House reassures nation that the person actually running the country is still healthy. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What else we are? Brutal. Biden contracts COVID <laughs> just one day after miraculously. <laughs> Biden contracts COVID just one day after miraculous recovery from cancer. You saw you saw that, yeah, that little like, flub. Yeah, everyone I know has cancer. I have cancer. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like how that's how phony they are. Like, even <laughs> Look at this one. Look at this one. 
<laughs> headline, headline, White House clarifies that Biden only claimed to have cancer due to his dementia. <laughs> That's what I said when he, when he said that. I was chuckling to myself because I said, you know what? If he had cancer, it would be the least of his problems right now. It really would. That's that. Uh, I think that's that's all for that. That was, Those are some good ones. Those are some... Re oh, wait a second. No, that's not the end of it here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, here you go. Here you go. AO <laughs> AOC still handcuffed. <laughs> She's still handcuffed as Capitol Police misplaced the invisible key. Oh, gosh. Let's see here. Oh, Ilan Omar uses her one phone call from jail to call both her husband and brother. <laughs> Collapsible carnival ride operated by toothless meth addict, probably <laughs> fine. Yo, uh, let me tell you something about those. I That's one of those things that I was thinking about when I went to Myrtle Beach again last year. When I was at Myrtle Beach, I was just remembering going there every summer with my mother, Skip, Anthony, or some of our friends. We start bringing friends down after a while. This is all around 98, 99, 2000. And, um, and down on Ocean Boulevard, there's all like these mini carnival areas where there will be like it'll, it'll be called Fun Zone. Take your ch children to the Fun Zone. It's a it's it's like a quarter of a parking lot. There's three rides. There's a, there's the, the the seats on a chain that spin you around. Oh yeah, the yo-yo. Yes, yeah, so the yo-yo. Yeah. They'll have a yo-yo ride. They'll have something like that, and it's all collapsible, and it looks like they can disappear in a moment. And it always just makes me feel so weird because. Everybody looks unhappy. It's a small little park, but the the joy that children feel from seeing a ride like that, I remember that joy as well. And it makes it very weird to put those two experiences together, to actually be able to relive the joy of wanting to jump on every ride in every <clears throat> backwater carnival there is, but at the same time be an adult and see how depressing everything is too. With the carnies? Well, they're just the everything. You know... I'm talking specifically about these. You know, they are able to mask the depressing nature of some things in big, big theme parks. But these tiny little, I'm talking like little slits of land that you could put two little rides in and whatever. Something else. Collapsible carnival ride. One last one. North Dakota assassinates, dismembers journalists, so Biden will let them drill for oil. So. Okay. All right. Let's take a call. Tim from California. What's going on, Tim? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going. What's up? It, that last uh, the, uh, B line, that one, that one's funny, the, the hysteria or dementia one. Glad yeah, you liked it. Great. I, re I read it all by myself. You did a wonderful job, Frankie. You did a good job, buddy. Thank you. So what's hey, on your uh, mind? What was the name of the little girl that uh, wanted Yoda? The little girl that wanted... No, no, that, that is, was, it wasn't the little girl. That was uh, Degenerate Dan's wife, Shea. Oh, Shea. Okay. Shea, your birthday is. Happy birthday to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
the force is strong with you. Yes. <laughs> wow. You, you, you see, now what you should have done, Tim, was just called up as Yoda and not called any attention to it. It would have been a lot more magical for Shea. Damn it. Yes, yes. But, dude, thank oh you for God. thank you for that. You are so right, man. <laughs> thank you for that. Hey, no problem. No problem, man. You guys have a great night. Have a good weekend, Frank. Thanks for everything, man. You too. You do such a great job. You too. Have a great weekend, and thank you so much for the wonderful, yeah. wonderful compliments and encouragement. I'm already ready for next week. Another week of wonderful work with everybody here. Uh, let's see here. I have some stuff that I want to re read to you. Now, I want to read to you about Vladimir Putin. This is, this is hilarious to me, even though it's deadly serious. All of a sudden, I started seeing this get passed around yesterday. <clears throat> Headlines from Euronews, from some Russian places, RT, things like that. Here's the headline. Vladimir Putin, entirely too healthy, says CIA chief. Now, it's incredible. This kind of thing is really incredible because it exposes a few things and we have to just keep it in mind. But here you go. The director of the CIA has dismissed persistent rumors that Russian President Vladimir Putin is gravely ill, perhaps suffering from cancer, by saying Putin is entirely too healthy. Anybody observing him would know that. Speaking at the Aspen Security Forum in Colorado, William Burns, stressed that this was not a formal intelligence assessment, but given his expertise with Russia, Burns serves as America's ambassador to Moscow in 2005 to 2008. It will certainly give pause to those Putin opponents who hope for signs that he could soon die from an undisclosed disease. Quote, there's lots of rumors about President Putin's health, and as far as we can tell, he's entirely too healthy. That's not a formal intelligence judgment, he says, though. So too healthy means what? What does that mean to say... A man, this man is too healthy. We got to take him down a peg. But um, this should have been no surprise whatsoever to anybody. <clears throat> to anybody. And there's more that he has said, and I'll, I'll get, it, get to that in the, the new week because I think it'll be, I'll think it'll be better to do it then. Hey, Anthony just walked in the room. Hey. What are you doing? I'm just chilling. Anthony's just chilling. <laughs> Oh, Anthony, just chilling in the AC. It's the coolest room in the entire building right now, to be honest, because I let it go since this afternoon, really contributing to the global warming. So fuck it. It to hell with it at this point. I don't care. Let's take some more calls. Here we go. Hey, what's going on there? Five one two. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. Who's this? This is Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. I actually have a question for Matt. Go ahead. Um, have you ever been around bees that kill dogs? Bees that kill dogs? Have you ever been around them? Yeah. No. Well, what do you mean? Like, is there a bee that can... I mean, I guess I've honeybees heard, I've can heard kill of, dogs. Yeah. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Are you talking about like one... <coughs> Um, uh, wait, I had two of my dogs killed by bees. They're probably honeybees. Wait, wait. So two of your dogs they're were killed by bees. bees. Were they? Was it like they were attacked by a swarm, hmm. both times, or yeah. was what? They were attacked by a swarm. They were actually in my wall, and they were attacked. They were outside, and 
irritated the, the bees, I guess, in some way, but the bee man that came out to kill them all said that they're attracted to the carbon monoxide that you breathe Yeah, they out. go for your face. So anything that breathes out, they will follow you. So when he came to clear them out of the wall, he had a fragrance spray, you know, like air freshener. Uh. And it cut off their smell to the queen, and so they were manageable and they could kill them because they couldn't smell the bee the queen when the queen gets agitated apparently she gives off some sort of smell and the bees get very agitated and they came out and attacked my dogs and killed them yeah well that's the uh, that's the actually actually that's the in the nutshell that's a story of american politics right now it is isn't it it is they send they send out the queen pheromone and they uh, and all of their worker bees go out um, killing and and uh, causing a, a, a you know you disruptions and traffic and protests and all that stuff yeah it's incredible so wait one last question before we we get off here you said that they were in the wall so were the dogs attacked inside your house there was there was bees in your wall no okay they were in the walls um and outside but you know there's only paneling it's a really old house so there's just paneling and brick and they had gotten in between the brick and the paneling thank god that there was no holes in the wall or they would have been in the house. Right. You're right. Well, hey, well, so then, Matt, That's I guess... That's what the honeybees do. They, like, they'll put the honey in something, like, hidden, and they'll just be on the outside, a bunch of them. And those are the ones that, yeah, that will attack you. Well, I'm so sorry to hear about your dogs. Have you replaced them with, with new family members? I have. Okay, well, keep them safe, and thanks for the call. Sure, thank you, Frank. All right, have a good one. There you go. Nice Friday night calls. You get up to 80,000 bees in a honey hive. Really? Yeah. 80,001? Yeah. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Here's some foxhole um, comments. Thank you, Lead to Gold. We have an alchemist here. Paulie, 9363. Sean Joe, Boyce Blanc. Sean Joe again. J2 Dank says chopping off body parts does not get rid of mental illness. Uh, Elk, uh, Elk Patriot or e- EK Patriot says, Frank, will you teach Aurora that it's all fake? I have 12 and 14 year olds who love and trust school. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to teach her what she needs for sure. And as she gets older and can handle nuanced conversation I will give her I will give her balance to to things but I'm not going to I'm not going to black pill her at three years old where she's just going to be very um I don't know she's just going to be very smoothly transitioned into you know awareness of things around her nature basic stuff history um, give her some responsibilities, start teaching her about banking, saving, uh, how the mail works, things like that, real life skills. That's, that's what this is all about right now, especially saving. Saving stuff, learning how money works. And then one day she'll learn how the money is not real. And that we're, we're you know, if we're, st- I don't know how, we, how at that point the dollar could possibly survive that long, but who knows? 
people have been saying that it's about to go and shit the bed for 20 years that I've been paying attention. It's done. It's done. The coming collapse is here. And, I mean, eventually it will come, but who knows? It'll just be little bites at a time. Uh, witchy poo. Cookie fight anyone. So now everybody's throwing cookies. Oh, no, it's just witchy poo throwing cookies at themselves. So thank you so much, witchy. And let's take some more calls. 315, 314, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Hi, hey, hey, Frank. Hey, who's this? It's really, it's Patrick. Patrick. I, I, I've had, like, three different numbers since I've been calling into you in, in the last two years. And, and, like, six times, I feel like I'm winning the lottery. Well, hey, but, this is great. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Yeah, it, it, it takes me back to uh, growing up in Detroit. These stupid little classic cheesy uh, questions you got to answer when a thousand dollars or something to the concert. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to say, uh, just uh, I don't want to uh, kill anybody's time here. Probably a lot of calls trying to get through, but Matt, I'm surprised you didn't bring up that sharks are allergic to bees. <laughs> are, wait, are sharks allergic to bees? How? And, and the other point, and there's another point. Yeah, yeah, they are. You gotta Google it. But the other point is, uh, this is real though. Who's that guy? I think I got it from your show or X22 or something stupid. But this bees have a. This guy turned out to invent anti-gravity, and they either killed him or he died off. But he did it going through bees. He understood there was some kind of weird energy. But they're performing. That's why they look like they're just up and down east and west where the fucking flowers there. You know what I mean? So it's quite possible bees just got across the ocean. Wait a second. No, no, no. I think what you're talking about is not bees. I think you're talking about scarab beetles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. Hey, man. Hold on. I, okay. Well, well. 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 Patrick, thank you for the call. I want. I want to try to get, get get to the bottom of this right now. Thank you for the call, Pat. Is that all you wanted to say? Uh no, man. Great show. I listen to you all the time. Um, one other thing is, uh, they may make a joke about this COVID bullshit. All, all my whole family. Sorry about the C word. My whole family's been back, and uh, even my daughter, and but she's not. I just had a grandbaby. And uh, she's not going to back her, and I keep sending information to her. But, I mean, hopefully one day this may be a sitcom. Right now it's no joke, brother. No, no, you're right. You're right. Right now it's no joke, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Thanks again, Patrick. Have a wonderful night, and all the best to your family. Um, I'm trying to see what he's talking about. Um, let's see. Um, here you go. Here you go. This was, I saw this for the first time. Oh, wait, maybe it is. Here's some, some bees. Wait a second. In an area where another bee city had recently died, that is, collapsed as a result of erosion and the passage of time. While investigating the site, Grebenikov collected parts of the nest. It was, it's a story about Viktor Grebenikov. And here it is, the honeycomb of the nest. He's right. Okay, he's right. There, there, is a, there is a bee aspect to this. This is a video that I put on the on the network before on Sunday nights. Maybe I'll do it again. Let me put it into the network content file, and I'll uh, I'll download it. We'll do this and the Brooklyn Dodgers. Hmm. It's only twenty minutes long, and it's from a 
bigger YouTube account that I stay subscribed to. It's called Universe Inside You, and they do a lot of esoteric and a lot of really cool lost history kind of pieces. And this was a February 4th, 2020, 20-minute-long 20 mini-doc about anti-gravity technology hidden in nature. Viktor Grabenikov, he was a Russian guy. And it's really incredible because it starts talking about these almost like gravity displacement uh, built-in features of some natural objects, including the, the outer shell of the scarab beetle. And it, so it actually starts lending to the idea that the Egyptians w w really venerated the scarab beetle in a lot of their hieroglyphics and a lot of their, their culture and their folklore and all that stuff. Maybe that possessed the, a little bit of the secret as to how they moved all that stone so easily. They put a bunch of beetles under it? Well, if it wasn't just the, the, the beetle. Oh, they figure. <laughs> yes. That, that's, how <laughs> yes. That's how brilliant the Egyptians were. They found out the Arabs, that the scarab beetle, instead of trying to unlock, and trying to unlock what's going on here, the first thing they thought was, maybe if we put the stones on top of the beetles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's an interesting story. It's 20 minutes long. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it later. Maybe we should... Maybe on Friday nights, we should sit down and we should watch movies like this that are only like 20, 25 minutes long, but we just watch it together, pause it, and talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we got 20 minutes now. We can watch it, we can watch it right now. But maybe we'll save it for next Friday or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I'm going to save this. I'm telling you, when those bees were swarming, man, like, you feel like the air just vibrating around you really so I don't know if that's like because they they were pushing gravity <laughs> they were pushing gravity well, around I, I don't know I'm just saying there's a lot of like vibrations well, they, well do you think about it they do generate a lot of power to be able to have lift in proportion in proportion to I mean, you think about the little bit of a, that, that whizzing, buzzing sound that they make when they go by us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's... Uh, you think about it in proportion, if they were the size of a helicopter, what kind of sound would they generate when they're lifting off, too? I mean, it's... Probably yeah, sound like I the never v, thought the, about that. Like, think about it. They probably sound like the V2 rocket. Yeah. So, when, let's, let's listen to the V2 rocket sound. V2 rocket sound. Here we go. Nazi Germany would be caring to be learned. E2. The engine would start. Give me the sound, damn it. Hold on. Creepiest sounds of war ever created. Or most terrifying sounds of war. Oh, you Let should it. hear the Vietnam thing, what they used to do. The German V1 flying bomb. Where's the V2? Oh, I know. With the yeah. with the, the, the voices in the woods. Hold on. I want to find the V2. I know it's in here somewhere. Are you serious? Oh, this is what happens. This is what happens when you do a show on the fly. Never mind. Oh, wait. No. That's not it. Well, I thought I can get it, but it's not. Not going to happen today. Anyway. 
anyway, we're taking another really quick break. When we come back, yes, we're ending the show. So I hope you're here. Thank you so much. Said goodbye to me tonight. Back the fire, buddy. Come on, man. Play something from We strictly do 80s Joel music, sir. Of course, said he was dropping out, withdrawing from the race. Hey, that's that, that's, that's awful. We got a seagull over there. <laughs> He's at the beach. <laughs> that's Abe's pet seagull, Babe. Why? Think about that. Think about that. I'm not. I can take on like 15 of them, folks. Perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center. I went in. I wasn't feeling so hot. And within a very short period of time, they gave me Regeneron. A short 24 hours later, I was feeling great. And that's what I want for everybody. If you're in the hospital and you're feeling really bad, Regeneron. We have hundreds of thousands of doses that are just about ready. You're going to get better. You're going to get better really fast. Regeneron. Because I feel great. I feel like perfect. I want to get for you what I got. Regeneron. And you'll see some amazing things happen. You're going to get better. You're going to get better fast, just like I did. Nobody's talking about. Uh, they're they're pushing around the um, pushing around COVID and monkeypox and no. When was the last time you heard anybody mention monoclonal antibodies? One of the, the Regeneron or the other one. There was two main types. I think just Trump did right. It's been gone off the map. They started limiting all the supply that the states got months and months ago. Now you don't hear about it at all. Gone and that and that government sh- probably bought it all up. That was that was that was doing wonders for people. The the monoclonal stuff. And you don't hear about that at all anymore. Um, here's something I thought would be interesting. Let's just go through it right now. Here are things that and anon on the internet said. Here are things that I learned as an intelligence operative. 
so I'm just going to throw this out there, Matt. And you stop me wherever you think that, yes, that was, that's a great tip. And you practice this on the daily and all that. Here you go. In no particular order. He says, truth is only what you can get people to believe. It should be called consensus instead. It doesn't matter what you know, how much evidence you have, or how many people you tell. Confirmation bias is so ingrained in people that they will always choose the comfortable lie over the hard truth, no matter how much evidence to the contrary they're presented with. It's just the way that we are wired. Uh, Loyalties are yours and yours alone. Don't ever rely on someone else having any sense of them. Uh, having any sense of your loyalties just because you do uh, it's the most dangerous mistake you could ever make the other thing he says you're disposable right now there are at least five people in your life who believe who believe that and have planned accordingly for the event that you're no longer in the picture odds are there are five more trying to make it happen on their schedule I don't believe that maybe if you work inside intelligence well, he's learned as an operative, yes, but not... Okay, so I'm just going to keep it to that. Because the average person, I don't think that their cousins are planning for them to die. And how they can bring it about quicker. He says this. Uh, right now, there are people like me all over the world working to shape what you believe because they've been led to believe they're doing it for the right reasons. Don't just assume that what you hear is true. Do your own research. Better yet, throw away your television. Um, trust nothing and no one. Read that again. Make copies of everything and put them someplace secure that no one else knows about. Record every interaction you have with employers, law enforcement, or any other government official you come in contact with. Get a dash camera. You'll thank me later. You ever see those dash cameras? Um, I, I, I used to watch a lot of dash cam footage coming out of Russia. There's some crazy shit that goes yeah, on there. Yeah, a lot of accidents. Yeah. Um, it's much easier to be labeled a dissident then you realize in every uh, developed country on earth there is a mechanism in place that you can that can ruin you with nothing more than a few keystrokes your credit score security clearance job and reputation can all be destroyed as quickly as you can turn off a light switch for something as simple as saying the wrong thing to the wrong person learn to keep your opinions to yourself i'm screwed uh, don't let what you what you do define you. Don't let other people do it for you either. A sense of self is all you have to keep you grounded. Uh, re- uh, stretch and exercise every day, even if it's only for 10 minutes. Always carry a sidearm. Always keep it concealed well. A t-shirt hanging over your Glock doesn't cut it. Pay no attention to signs, unless it's government building telling you otherwise. Those only work for law-abiding citizens. Be judged by 12 is always being better carried by 6. It's true. It's true. If I wasn't going into a government building or a police station or something like that, and I had a uh, a carry permit, I, it's going in with me everywhere. Yeah. Well, you get, you're going to frisk me. If you're, you're a, a, a delicatessen, you're going to frisk everybody that comes in. Always carry a sharp pocket knife. Always carry a cigarette lighter, even if you don't smoke. Polygraphs are bullshit. Anyone who's ever asking you questions, be it an employer, law enforcement, nosy neighbor, or anyone else are fishing for admissions. If they had anything solid on you, they wouldn't waste time talking to you. So remember this, Matt, next time you're in the field and doing a mission, 
You used to run a lot of intelligence operations. You're not you're not doing that anymore these days. It's just work. Keep a road atlas in your vehicle and get detailed street map of everywhere you go. Uh, caddy bar your exterior doors. The extra few seconds will make uh, well, th that it takes to breach is a difference between life and death. Always have an exit plan. Always. Pretending to be someone else will make you forget who you are. Hollywood. Keep a go bag at home, at work, in your vehicle, anywhere you can. Uh, minimum, you should have a change of clothes, extra socks, underwear, a loaded firearm, pocket knife, small water filter, and cash in each bag. Stash a vehicle, preferably a heavy rear wheel drive. Why is that? Rear wheel drive, I thought, was just, just for race cars and for... I don't know, Mike had a rear wheel drive Ford Explorer years ago and he hated it he was the only guy i knew that had an suv and couldn't come out when the snow when it snowed because really? he would spin all over the place yeah well yeah i know rear wheel there they're not good in snow right that's i don't know why they did that to the explorer but um that was years ago why is this a, an, an advantage a pref preferably a heavy rear wheel drive vehicle that you can stash um, well, like a Chevelle? I get. I don't know. No. Probably something like a Jeep. But I don't know. Well, it should be all-wheel drive. Exactly. Right? Dress to blend in. Learn how to become the gray man. Learn to shoot and shoot good. Never stop practicing. It's a, a perishable skill. Having a firearm uh, is useless if you're not proficient. Uh, be observant, but don't be obvious about it. Disguises are only as good as a person wearing one. Know the language, customs, and laws of the places that you visit. Yeah, um, Brittany Griner. Oh, shit. I heard about that. That It's, it's actually drug-related that yeah. she's being detained out there in Russia. Yeah. It's drug-related. What kind of, like, did she just have, like, marijuana in her bag, or was she, uh, like... The oils, like, cartridges. She had THC cartridges? Yeah. And they're keep, but she's not selling it. She was just on the. Did you? It's illegal in Russia. Wow. Yeah, wow. and this was a lady who would not come out for the national anthem and hated America. Well, listen, she's a woman she, without a country. Well, yeah, that's what happened. Now, if she's if you're a person, a Russian if you're the men and women, the men and women without a country, then whatever. I I, I don't even I don't even know what to say. That's ridiculous to 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 denounce a nation, uh, denounce everything, want to take it down to the studs, even though you're successful in what you do, you're traveling the world, and now it's, people have we have a gratitude shortage. Gratitude shortage because then you find yourself in situations like this. Also, just stupid. You know, I would try to take some. If I were to attempt to take weed with me anywhere, I would pick like. The Dominican Republic or something. Maybe I can get some weed stashed away and whatever. Dude, I didn't even bring weed with me when I went to Mexico. Well, sometimes it's easier than you think. Keep your circle small. Here's another one. Here's, a, here's an important one. Sex is a weapon if you are an intelligence official. Don't ever forget, lest you land in a honey trap, you weren't that popular before you had clearance and nothing else has changed. So people start tickling your balls out there. Uh, what's his name? Fang Fang. Swalwell. Nobody wanted to date you prior to Swalwell. You think that the Chinese hookers just love you now? 
incredible. Never approach here. This is what I want to know here. This one. Never approach a helicopter until the pilot signals you, and never approach from the front or the tail. Always from the side. I can understand the tail because you've got those blades on the uh, on the uh, on the tail end of it. But why the front? Uh I don't know. In case maybe I don't know. But I, yeah, that's how I would. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know why it does, but it does. I don't know about the front. Maybe that's uh, a greater force of air from the front. Yeah. And maybe it'll just blow you over. Hmm. Alcohol doesn't make anything better and won't make you forget what uh, what you want either. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of great stuff in here. Really is. <laughs> but that's all we have for this week. And I appreciate you hanging out, Matt. Thank you, Francis. I appreciate everybody on Foxhole. We're going to have some great after-hours programming that are coming your way in Foxhole, so just stick around or get over there right now to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy the Friday after-hours programming. I also want to thank again everybody on the Super Chats. Let's just check right now to make sure we have stayed up to date. And we... Hold on. We have a couple here. Mark Swan is out there saying, In regards to sharks, they have found bull sharks in the Mississippi River as far north as St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, in the Hudson River. I think they were up near, like, Newburgh. Mm. Yes, that's interesting. Bull sharks. And they've got teeth, right? Yeah, and they, they're more aggressive than great whites. Because there's a few sharks that don't have, like, sharp teeth. Like, like don't basking sharks or, or whatever they're called, nurse, or lemon sharks or nurse sharks. Nurse sharks. Nurse sharks. Yeah. Sand sharks have teeth, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, One Way Mel says, Good evening, gents. TGIF. Hey, Frank, get a roar with a book, The Way Things Work, by Richard Scarry. Have a blessed weekend. That sounds fun. Thank you. Truth Wizard says, I'm not making any claims about the shape of the earth. However, none of the people uh, listening to this great program nor their children will go to space or do anything involving space. Satan, Satan will say anything to keep you looking up instead of within. Uh, however, none of the people listening to this great program nor their children will go to space or do anything involving space. Okay. I Yes, I... Most everybody in my life is not coming close to space. Outer space. Inner space is very, very easy to um, at least point your point yourself in the direction and start clawing your way through reality. It's a good movie. Inner, Inner space. Yeah. You ever seen it with Martin Short? No. Uh, people are saying that yeah, bull sharks. They are they're baddies. They have yeah, bad attitudes. They have the most testosterone in the uh, shark family. Really? Yeah. And they headbutt you first. That's why I call them a bull shark. It headbutts you. And then it's like, oh, okay. Boom. And then there's your foot. Did you ever have to trap a bull shark? No. Okay. Well, Casey Kakalaki just said it's because the engine's in the front of the vehicle. And if the tires that push the vehicle turn in the back, they spin because there's much less weight on the back axle. That's for the the um, the rear wheel. That's not about the, the helicopters. Engine in the front of the vehicle and the tires is pushed. The vehicle turns back. Well, they spin. Okay, gotcha. I was just thinking about the whole. All of my friends that ever had rear wheel. They talk about the traction issues that they had. 
Um, and for some reason, Mike's Explorer was only rear wheel and not four wheel drive. There was no four wheel drive option. What a shitty car. Yeah. That's what a lot of the muscle cars were rear-wheel drive, and they would, like, really slip out in the rain, and people would just total Chevelles going 30 miles an hour because the back would spin out. Oh, don't approach a helicopter from the front in case the pilot has to make an emergency takeoff. It tilts forward when yeah, it, it takes off. Over, yeah. No, 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 it blows you over. It cuts your head off. Oh, Vic Morrow. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Blows you over. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, if you're not that close, that can't. It's not gonna blow you. That that will blow you over. Uh, probably. It's not, a, it's not a, a jet engine. It's a helicopter, though. It's still like strong. I don't know. Oh, I've it's strong. Never... It's plenty strong. Maybe if you were a child. Yeah, I guess. Or if you were if you were a, a scarab beetle. Scarab beetle would fly with the helicopter. Actually, that's how helicopters actually fly. That propeller, it's a myth. There's just a bunch of those beetles underneath it. Exactly. Just pushing it up. Or the blades of the helicopter are made out of beetles. That's, yeah. They're probably beetles. Oh, I found... Somebody sent me a... Uh, I have to show you this picture of JFK after we get off. I have to show it to you. Um, we'll do that... We'll do more with you guys later. I uh, I am going to be with you again on Monday. Who knows, though? It'll be a hot, sticky weekend. I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, stuff around the yard and, and whatever and just chilling out. Maybe at night I'll go live and see you guys from the back porch with a cigar in hand. Maybe not. Just don't know. But whatever you do, do it well, and I'll see you on Monday. Email the show anytime you have anything you want to share, some feedback, some comments, uh, some thoughts. And, of course, become a sponsor. I would love to have so many more of you joining us on Sunday afternoon. It's usually around 3 o'clock p.m. these days, but sometimes 5, whatever. I usually send out the emails when I send you the link to the unlisted chat. That's what we do for at least a half hour to an hour, depending on the day and what's going on in my uh, personal schedule. We get together for an unlisted Sunday stream to just talk off the cuff. And it's a lot of fun. It's one of the greatest perks that everybody who becomes a monthly sponsor gets to take on. Though there are plenty of specialty perks you can have. Uh, you can enroll yourself in on Subscribestar and elsewhere. I actually have to go home and write a few more postcards tonight. So I wish you all well. Good night. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Ant, for hanging out in the AC. There's Anthony. And away we... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. We have to get this out of the way. Away we go, Ngeen. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Mark Swan, One Way Mail, Truth Wizard, Stostube, Albert Frederick, Mr. Smith, Kool-Aid Man, Silky Johnson, Magical Trevor, Albert Frederick, Dave Empire, Gino, Minnesota Cat, Attitude at Altitude, Degenerate Dan and his lovely wife, Shea, happy birthday, and B. Mullaney. Until tomorrow, oh, until Monday, thank you for this week. Thank you, everybody, again, for all the uh, prayers and thoughts, and we'll see you soon.